Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Boston Balling. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt. I hope everyone's having a great start to the week. It's Tuesday, so one day closer to the weekend, which is awesome. Um, I hope everyone had a great weekend last weekend. I mean, it was a really definitely intense last weekend of the regular season of football. Um, I mean, I had fun watching a lot of those games. Um, I think, you know, everything came down to the wire, that Sunday night game in particular. We're going to get a little bit into that on the show tonight. But um, lots to talk about on this episode. Um, we have a very, very exciting weekend coming up. So I'm really excited to have these two guests that I have with me tonight. Very, very knowledgeable about football. They have a fantastic podcast. Um, I've been lucky to be a guest on their show. Um, I, you know, love to interact with them on Twitter about, you know, different teams and different sports. Um, definitely really talented guys, Bobby and Julian, my good friends. How are you guys doing tonight? What's going on, Gabby? Uh, like I said before we got on, it's a pleasure for, uh, and an honor to be on Boston Bowling. Uh, love this. Love being on it, talking uh, football, talking our Patriots, of course, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much. Um, it's always an honor to come on the show. Thanks for the warm welcome. Uh, Bobby texted me. I was fired up. He's like, you want to go on Gabby's podcast in Boston Ball? I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, what's high? Like, I'm yep, there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love having you guys. Like, I, our conversations are always so good because it's always interesting because for baseball, they're both Yankees fans and I'm a Red Sox fan. And for football, Bobby and I are both Patriots fans, and Julian is a Jets fan, a sad, sad, sad Jets fan. Um, So we all like to kind of, you know, go back and forth with each other um, on those teams in particular. But, yeah, I'm excited to have you guys. I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Um, Lots to talk about, lots to just get into, um, you know. But, you know, before we do that, why don't you guys just talk a little bit about your show and kind of how it got started and, you know, what you're up to now. You want to go first, Jules? Oh, you can go, brother. Then I'll go. Okay. So Julian and I, for those of you who don't know, Julian and I have been basically family members for a very long time. Uh, we're, we've been best friends since, uh, since out of high school. And after that, me and him have always been. We, Julian and I have this connection where we basically know a lot about sports and literally – we talk, well, this was Julian. I always give him the credit for this because he always, we would always talk every day. And he, one day he said, you know what, brother? He's like, let's start a podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it because it was coming up. So well, I'll never forget this is uh, at Julian's house in his garage. He had a, um, a stand up mic and it had one side. I, I, I don't think this worked at all at the time. We didn't know if it did or not, but uh it literally, you remember that one, Jules? I know yeah, you know. No, in the garage. Yeah, I know. I so know. one of the sides had a mic and the other side looked like it had it. So we both could talk at the same time. So we tried it. And oh, yeah. his side worked, but my side didn't. Yeah, I think that's so a we're just like, okay, we're going to put this on the back burner. And then around October of 2018, um, we did our inaugural show. We didn't have mics at the time. We sat with our laptop. I, I, I was in Julian's basement wa- yeah. right before we were watching football. Like, let's try this out. So we did it, and uh, we evolved, got mics. Used to have the one that Gabby has right now. I don't use that one anymore. I use this one. But I'm probably going to go back to that one because yeah. this one's no good. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've been doing this since 2018. Julian and I literally 
Every week we come up with a show. Basically, we started out doing mostly every sport, even though we hardly watched basketball a lot, even though we hardly watched hockey unless it was the playoffs. So sometimes Julie and I would be watching a hockey show and I'll be looking up stuff before we did it because I'll be the first one to admit it. Uh, I only watch hockey when it's playoff hockey. That, that, that'll that be the first one to admit it. But football and baseball is Julian and I's passion. That's basically where we go with Yankees. Julian and I, you know how much we love the Yankees, especially Julian right there. He loves it more. And everybody knows, especially him, how much this team means to me. How He knows it. I uh, People know this. I have a tattoo on my arm of this. I uh, This team means a lot to me. And, and doing this podcast, you know, I say this all the time. Uh, if I was going to do this with somebody, there's nobody I'd rather do it with than, than him. So he, uh, Julian and I, like I said, we've been best friends for a long time. Yeah, I'm buttering him up a little bit, as Belichick would say. So, uh, or was it uh, something with the bouquet or whatever? He's, uh, but him and I have been really close. We keep doing this. Uh, we've been to the baseball winter meetings. Uh, tried to go for the past two years. Thanks a lot, COVID. Um, and Rob. And the draft, we came up with, you know, just improvising on the fly and doing this for basically this in October. It's going to be four years we've been doing this, and we've grown and met a lot of friends along the way, especially you, which we're very, very happy we did. Cause especially I'm, I'm excited because you're a Patriots fan, and that gives more uh, – because Patriots Twitter, you know, love that, but some people on Patriots Twitter could be a bit toxic, you know, us spoiled Patriots fans. Yeah. But we uh, – we, Gabby and I, you know, keep it real on there. And uh, I, I love Patriots. Well, so I'll give you that. Yankees Twitter something else, too. I won't go into that oh, much. But, um, we go. But, but other than that, with uh, with G, we started off G&T Sports Talk, and then we transitioned to Grunt Talk Sports. And, um, you know, to me, G&T Sports Talk, for everyone asks us, what does it stand for? It's Gallardi Thompson, babe. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, Thompson Sports. It, yep. And like I said, Julian and I have been we best friends. You'll hear us call each other brother. And I know a lot of people will be like, are you guys actually brothers? Biologically, no. But we're basically <laughs> fam- we're, yeah. we all we call each other family. Julian's brother calls me his brother, too, all the time. Our families are very close. So um, we're just, you know, I'm very fortunate to be doing this because, you know, it's one thing to want to do it and to do a podcast and people will be like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. But it's another thing uh, talking about it and doing it. And and look at Gabby. Look at what you've done with Boston Balling. By yourself, people know who too. you are. I tell people all the time, like, listen to Boston Balling. They're like, we know who that is. Yeah. So, you know. So cool. Even the most so like community. Yep, exactly. You're What you're doing is awesome. And Julian and I, you know, we're still trying to continue to grow. There might – Julian may focus on the Yankees a lot more. And when football comes along, like free agency, like last year, I hardly slept during free agency, especially with the Patriots since we yeah. signed everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, this year, we're going to do that again, too. And, you know, the sky's the limit for us. So that's a little, uh, I know this was a long rundown on what we've been. I basically gave you a full synopsis of how everything transpired. 
And Jules, what do you got for me? I'll be quick with it because you did a great job. You basically hit the nail on the head. Uh, so we started doing – I remember I was in the Jamal Adams jersey. Uh, stupid jersey now, but back then it was cool. Um, he was in the Patriots jersey. We had we had the laptops, like, by the table. We were just talking to the mic. Yeah. Like, we were doing our previews for each game. Like, we went through the whole run down. It was like an hour. I think we streamed it live on Facebook. Hey, too. We like, did. We did. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, but – We've made some good progress, as Bobby said. Grunt talks is basically Gilardi talks. Anyway, still got the GT going strong. So I guess it works out from that perspective. But it's been great. You know, today I got to interview a Yankees minor league pitcher, um, Hayden Wiswanski. I never thought that would happen when we started this. Like, all these doors, it's opened. Um, It's just been a crazy ride. And Bobby, unfortunately, couldn't be in that one. But that's the first one done solo. But we do everything basically together, literally everything. So all our podcasts are like that and we're excited to be on the show let's get it rolling yeah i i was gonna say i've never once seen an episode posted that it's not both of you i know it's so it was a little weird today <laughs> yeah you guys you guys are like partners in crime i love it though but yeah no i appreciate you guys giving that rundown um i love your show you guys do a great job and i'm excited to have you thank you so much there's, you know you're welcome yeah there's a lot of football to be talked about um right now a lot of I'm excited. Ups, uh coming up this weekend i think um i do want to start though before we get into this weekend i do want to start with that insane sunday night football game best game um, i've seen best game i've seen since the super bowl of 28 that was generational i do not know about you guys but i was really really rooting for a tie in that game i was starting so was i just take knees at the end and just like just say you know we both are going to go to the playoffs so let's just end in a tie like what what did you guys think of that game in general that was the craziest thing i've ever seen like i still can't believe it actually happens like all the fourth downs like the going for your own 20 like what are you doing there i mean justin herbert making all these fourth down conversions putting the team's yeah, back every fourth down they were they yeah. were converting on it I <laughs> the was like, making fourth down conversions look so easy right now it was effortless like the raiders were playing a great game they were up by a lot then they let it slip in typical raider fashion to make every game nerve-wracking but I got to give them so much credit like Derek Carr and all that all the adversity they went through like him and Hunter Renfro but uh, Staley cost them that game honestly I mean the timeout we almost got the tie scenario I was so conflicted because I don't like Big Ben and the Steelers and he doesn't either and you don't either so like I wouldn't have minded seeing the tie it would have been kind of funny but the game was so good like it almost had to have someone with it like it would have been weird to see that in the tie it was a crazy situation it really was uh, first off, that game probably was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. It's never going to top the 28-3 to Super Bowl, for, uh, especially no, no. for uh, for us, well, but yeah. it, it was close. Um, in that game, I'm literally, I was um, actually with my wife. She fell asleep. We were in our, our bed watching it, so literally she's falling asleep, and I, I want to charge, I want to tie because... <laughs> The reason oh, I want to tie yeah, right. is the pa- listen. The Patriots would have played the Bengals if they um, if there was a tie, and also of course get two teams in there for a tie. First of all, um, Brandon Staley and um, I. How do you say Biscasio, Whatever his name is, the uh, interim have coach. Biscasio. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. They should have met at half at uh, midfield before the game and said, "Listen, there's a chance. There's a tie." We're, I'll give you my – let's just go together. Let's do it. So <laughs> nothing I've ever seen before. But uh, Justin oh, Herbert nice. to me is – I, I, is he from another – he's from another planet. I'm First of all, th- there's no 
there's no way in hell in how you convert that many fourth downs. Some teams don't even convert that many fourth downs in a whole season, let alone a game, for crying out loud. Wasn't six uh, or first, seven? Uh, well, what's that? Was it six or seven? Is that what it I was? I think it was six or seven, but I, I just got to give credit where credit's due. Justin Herbert ha- is fearless. This guy is very good. He, he did make mistakes, but he's the reason they stayed in that game. Mike Williams, I'm just telling you this. I tweeted this out. He's going to get paid this offseason. He's a free agent. Wherever he goes, you're getting a stud. He was basically the main reason they kept going. Keenan Allen was quiet that game. Austin Eckler got a, in the second half, kind of slowed down a bit. But I, I got to give credit where credit's due. The Raiders played well. They did They did blow it, though. Uh, but, you know, Brandon Staley, the, um, you want to talk about all these coaches getting fired. I think what he did is a fireable offense. Uh, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's true. You cost this team a chance to go to the playoffs. And I can guarantee you this. Chargers are in the playoffs. Nobody's going to want to play with them with the game they just played because they could beat anybody. And uh, to me, it's the, the explanation that Staley gave is just asinine. That makes no sense whatsoever. You wanted the right personnel. Who cares what personnel is on there? They were going to kneel the ball, run the ball, Ta- now, it all comes down to tackling, yes, and the Chargers' run defense play, yeah. is horrible. So all they needed was one measly tackle, push down. And if you saw at the end of the game, Eckler was talking to someone on the Raiders, and you could see him mouthing, were you going to kneel it? They said, yeah, we were going yeah, to. Were. Oh, my it, God. It's, it's just – it's I've never seen that in the NFL, that scenario that two teams tie, they make the playoffs, and literally – during that game when the Chargers were coming back, I'm like, this game's ending in the tie. They're, they're, this yeah. is – but I'm just saying, Brandon Staley, um, you cost this team and this – I'm always going to call them the San Diego Chargers. That, they should have – that's besides the point. They should have never left the city of San Diego robbing that great city of a football team. But anyway, no, um, they have a very good team. You rob all these players – of a chance to go to the playoffs. To me, I'm going to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face. Uh, that's a fireable offense. And next year, if they're not anything competitive and they're struggling in games and you're pulling a Joe Judge move going for it on fourth down in deep in your own territory in the 18-yard line, uh, that's a fireable offense. I'm sorry. He's got to go. Uh, and, you know, if Anthony Lynn was still the head coach, Chargers would be in the playoffs right now. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really, to me, it was really, I mean, because the Raiders even said, they said straight up, if he hadn't taken that timeout, they were planning on kneeling the ball, and then him taking the timeout is what changed their mentality at the end of the game. So that literally is what did it. But you're right, that was the other thing I was going to bring up when they decided to go for it, when it's like, why, why are you going for it here in this caliber of a game when your season is literally on the line right now on your own 18-yard line? That was just, I was watching that, and I was like, what is he doing? Like, what, like, now is not the time to be going for it. Yeah, it yeah. was absolutely absurd. Um, the Raiders may have possibly ran it. Even if they have one play, you keep the guys out there and let them try to stop it. They were going to run the clock. Like, I don't get it. And then apparently the personnel they changed wasn't even like the right personnel. Like I saw, apparently they put it That's like, another box, thing. Like they put it in another corner or something. <laughs> like it was completely backwards. Like I don't know what happened, but really bad. Uh, it looked like it was destined to be a tie. It would have been a 
fun scenario. I'm upset that Justin Herbert saw the playoffs. I was going to say that, I meant too. to say that before. Like, I commented in the Facebook post, too. I was like, I'm upset he's not in there. Like, that's the thing we're really robs of here. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I would have loved to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs this year. I would have loved to see the Chargers in general in the playoffs this year because I think they would have yeah. given teams some serious problems if they were in the playoffs this year. And, and that's why it's really unfortunate that how Justin Herbert looked – in the end of that game with all of those fourth down conversions, like that's a special quarterback to me. Oh, that's yeah. somebody who is going to have a seriously really good future as long as he stays healthy. And his oh, yeah. own coach is the person who robbed him of a playoff opportunity this year. When I think they had a genuine chance of making a deep playoff run, had they been in the postseason? Cause like you said, Bobby, I don't think anybody would want to see the chargers. I know I wouldn't, if they had been in the, no, post- I mean, I would not Absol- watch, would not want be a team that I would want to play. Absolutely not. And no you hit the nail right on the head, Gabby. Um, Justin Herbert was robbed of being in the playoffs. And literally when you see him mouth uh, on NBC, he said, I never wanted to tie so bad in my life. This, this, this guy is going to be around for a long time, and you're going to hear him in the record books. This this kid is doing things that are impossible. The things I, I I love Justin Herbert. I do. I when he got drafted, I think the I'll say this. I think the Dolphins made a huge mistake picking Tua over Herbert, but that's well, besides yeah. the point. But one hundred percent. It's it's Brandon <laughs> Staley robbed this team. Um, like I said, it's a fireable offense. They, the Chargers, if they were in the playoffs right now, because if I'm not mistaken, if they were in, I think they're the sixth seed, the, so they would be playing. The Patriots are the five. Yeah, so the Patriots would play. Um, Bengals. Patriots would be playing the Bengals. Raiders the, would have gotten the Bills. Yep, no, and then no Chargers would have gotten the Bills, and then yeah. Raiders would have gotten the. Chiefs. And I'm going to say this right now: I think the Chargers could have given the Bills a run for their money. I yeah. really do, because yeah, the Bills' defense. They, their number one ranked defense, if they have a weakness, it's running the ball. And then with, you know, their passing, de- their secondary is very, very good, minus Tredavious White, who's out with an ACL. But the thing is, you can pass on them. You can. They, they do have some holes. I love their safeties with Poyer and Micah Hyde. But Justin Herbert, I think, with the play-action game and Austin Eckler being able to run the ball effectively, I think the Bills would have been – Really uh, concerned about this game. I really do. The only thing that would have, uh, the Bills would have um, gotten a home game, and with the weather, because the Chargers play out in Los in L.A., I think that's a factor. A lot of people don't understand this. Weather's a factor for teams that don't play in the cold. It's a, fa- a huge factor. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking about this last week on the show, too, about how there's all of these teams that are coming from warm places and having to play Mm -hmm. in cold places in the playoffs. And that definitely is something that needs to be considered. And so I think, you know, the Chargers would have struggled with that, with um, the temperatures in Buffalo. But like you said, I mean, I think that would have been an insane matchup. It's really tough matchup for Buffalo. And so it's really Mm -hmm. unfortunate that we're not going to get to see that. But I, you know, I think the Chargers are well on their way. I think they have a really good future ahead of them. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see 
Justin Herbert's career and how he really continues to develop in the league. Cause I think that he's going to be one of those players that's being talked about for a long time. I think he's really special. And we saw a lot of that in that game on Sunday and we saw the resiliency and we saw him be really, really smart with the football and not be in panic mode when it came to those important fourth downs, when he had to convert and he just looked so calm and collected and just made the right plays when he needed to. And that was impressive to me to see in that game. Absolutely. And, um, Justin Herbert is definitely going to have a bright future. I think once he gets the right coach and gets the the offensive coordinator, Mike Lombardi is really doing a really good job with him. So I, I think once they get he gets because Brandon Staley's not the answer. He's not. And the Chargers down down the road, they're gonna. I, I'm a huge char. Ask Julian every year. What do I say, Julian? Watch out for the Chargers. Am I right? Yeah, this we always think it's going to be the year to get over the hump. This was supposed to be that year. And I the other thing is that, that if they didn't lose to the Texans, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yep. That was an embarrassing situation that they got. They gave up 41 points to the Texans. Like, how does that happen? You see Justin Herbert throwing a ball for grabs against the Texans. How does that happen? Like, someone that like that just can't happen. And then like. Them and the Colts were the biggest collapses, obviously. The Colts was even worse with Jacksonville. Like That was, that was another thing I was going to bring up, though, too, was the Colts because that was a team that I'm kind of relieved that they didn't make the playoffs either because the you Colts were be. a team that I said if they make the playoffs, I think are a serious sleeper team that could give yep. a lot of other teams trouble. And so, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing for them, though, because the one thing they have to do in order to get into the playoffs is beat the Jags, and they can't even do that. I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so that's why, I mean, yeah. I'm happy that they are not in the playoffs because the Colts were a team that were seriously scaring me towards the end. Yeah, look at what they did to uh, look at what the Colts did to the Patriots. Yeah. Really, uh, yeah, it it really bothers me. But the problem yeah, is with the Colts, whose fault is it? It's Carson Wentz's fault. He played horribly against this Jaguars team. He this Colts defense was scary good against the Patriots when we had oh, that insane. seven game winning streak. We could not do a thing against them. The the for some unknown reason, this Colts team cannot beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. I don't know if it's the weather. It wasn't even that hot in Jacksonville that day. I I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's baffling to me. It really is. And I could tell you this. Frank Wright said this today. I don't know if you guys heard this. He's not committing to Carson Wentz next year. There's another thing. You give up a first-round pick for the guy, you take on all that cap space, and now you're not even going to commit to him after one year? I mean, I understand why he cost you to go to the playoffs, for Christ's sake. But, look, we all know this. The guy, the guy's not good. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, no, not, he's not. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because yeah. – because, I mean, the Eagles obviously weren't the place for him. So I was like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. he can come here and really, really thrive in Indianapolis. But he hasn't even shown that that he can really do that either. No. Especially with his fa- with Frank Wright. And we said this, this is the perfect landing spot. When he was in Philly in 2017 and he was at his best was when Frank Wright was there. And it's just not working. It's just all the weapons he has. Jonathan Taylor. The Colts won games two reasons. Their defense was elite, and Jonathan Taylor's running for nearly 200 yards a game, and you can't stop him. So, and literally, the way to beat the Colts, make Carson Wentz throw. That's it. And yeah. and when you do that, the Jaguars' defense just plays out of note. They play the Bills great. Uh, the pay, 
they come to New England. I was a little nervous to play Jacksonville. I'll yeah, be no. honest. We, the Patriots just completely annihilated them. <laughs> then they go and knock the Colts out of the playoffs. So this team, once they get a uh, head coach, I think they got a bright future. But with in terms of the Colts and Carson Wentz, it's it just you know what after one year. You see what happens that Carson Wentz cost you a game. It cost you the biggest game, and now you're not in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Wentz is mediocre at best, honestly. I thought he was actually getting it together. It looked like he was going to right the ship. He, he was doing just what he needed to do, but then you saw the terrible play against Jacksonville, and um, it just isn't good enough. And they stopped Jonathan Taylor somehow, and then they dared him to beat him, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, I could not believe it. I was like, I, I was like, wow, this is so because that because it, it had they won, then the night game that would have been just a different game altogether, and so that kind of changed everything. The whole vibe changed after the Colts lost, because then it's like, oh well, the Steelers now still can make it in. Like these two teams tonight, like the game matters a little bit more because now it's like one team can win, and like you know what I mean. So there were all these factors now after the Colts lost, but if the Colts won, it would have just been interesting to see how that game would have actually turned out. So that was definitely another team that I was happy to see them not in the playoffs, but also just, I was like, how does that happen? How do you, how can you not beat the Jags of all teams? The team that literally the week before that, like gave up 50 <laughs> against the Patriots. It's so, it's just so strange to me how that works. Um, but that's why football is great because on any given Sunday, any team can come mm -hmm. out and just play better football than the other team. It just happens. Yeah. yeah, that's why these playoffs are going to be crazy. Wild card weekend, super wild card. We got a Monday night game, which has never happened before in the playoffs. Uh, weird, we don't know what's going to happen with these games. There could be upsets all over the place. Um, nothing's a, a given except for the fact that the Chiefs probably beat the Steelers. Other than that, I mean, anyone's up for grabs, in my opinion, almost. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's a good segue into that, though, because, I mean, speaking of those games, yeah, I mean, there's there's – some good matchups that we have going on here. I mean, in these games, I mean, it's going to be a really, really fun weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of close games, but I mean, you know, the first game that we do have is the Raiders Bengals game. And this game to me is really, really interesting. Cause you know, I think that this could be a really close game. I think it's a pretty evenly matched matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you look at this matchup, um, First off, the Bengals' offense is completely unstoppable, in my opinion. First off, you got to worry about Joe Mixon running the ball, and then you got to worry about him come <clears throat> getting his receptions. And then you got three freaks of nature on the outside from actually four. I'm sorry, uh, you got Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, who's starting to come on as a late. Finally, right, Jules? Yeah, and then, uh, Ross, yeah, right. And then <laughs> CJ Uzama, the tight end, who I think is pretty good. Um, the one problem with me that I have with this Bengals team is that defense and obviously their offensive line that has jo Joe Burrow getting sacked 51 times this year. That is why, <clears throat> as a Patriots fan, I wanted to play them because I felt our pass rush could really cause problems and really try to limit them. Go, the Raiders got the listen. They just lost a guy, uh, Phylon, I believe his name was. He was a uh, interior defensive uh, lineman. He had a huge game against Chargers. He tore his patella tendon. He's out. But the Char the Raiders have a guy by the name of Max Crosby who literally was unblockable last week against the Chargers. He was Every great. time they went back to pass, he was in Herbert's face. I was surprised Herbert could do anything he did with Max Crosby literally in his face every time. But – the thing is with that, 
that's going to be trouble for the Bengals. But ultimately, um, I think the Bengals score too much points and the charge, uh, I keep saying the chargers, the, uh, Raiders are going to try to play catch up and I don't think it's going to happen. I think this Bengals team is really, really good. Uh, Zach Taylor, I think is doing a great job with what he has. I think they built a great core to make Joe Burrow successful. The offensive line better play, forgive me, play their hearts out this week because they're going to be in trouble and it's just going to get harder. But I will say this, in my opinion, um, there, in terms of the Raiders, I will say this. I think Derek Carr has really played well with the limited, with all the injuries, losing Henry Ruggs for the stupidity he did. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller being injured. Uh, I think that guy, Brian Edwards is pretty good. And Hunter Renfro is a freak of nature. I think Hunter Renfro is a guy who's going to really cause trouble for this Bengals defense, especially on third down. Third and three, third and five, you need to pass a little, uh, like, a little Julian Edelman um, in the middle crosser route. It's un- uncoverable. So, to me, it's going to be interesting. But for me, I'm always I'm going to go with the, the Bengals on this one. And I think that Joe Burr, I think Jamar, Ch- the Raiders don't have anybody who could limit Jamar Chase. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, those are the points I'm looking at too. Like it's going to be the battle of the trenches, basically. So, yep. can they can they protect Burrow enough? Because he's going to rip that secondary apart if he has time. Like we saw Justin Herbert oh, yeah. too. The Raiders have no answers in the secondary, like you said. But I think they could score points to a lot of the points because the Bengals gave up 400 yards to Mike White. Let's not forget that. Uh, journey, oh, our journeyman backup quarterback. <laughs> I the throw Jets, that one in. <laughs> yeah, the Jets beat the Bengals this year, so there is a path for the Raiders to win this game. Um, I think they can keep it close. I mean, six points is kind of a lot to me. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring because of the defenses. I don't think they're too great on either side, but the pass rush could definitely be an X factor. I think it's going to be an exciting game, and Josh Jacobs is coming to life all of a sudden. If he can yeah, continue he is. to do yeah. that, then uh, Raiders will have a good shot. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, the the pass rush was one of the things I was going to bring up, too. I mean, and from what we saw with the Chargers, I think that the Raiders' defense was was giving Justin Herbert way too much time to make those plays, and I could see that being an issue again. Um, and so I think offensively, I'm get, definitely giving an edge to the Bengals because I think, like, if, if, if they couldn't really handle a lot of what Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense was doing, I think it could be even worse against the Bengals. Cause like you I'm mentioned with Jamar Chase, who's going to, who's going to cover him. You know what I mean? I for for no the entirety idea. of the game. So I can see that being an issue. <laughs> the one thing I will say, I mean, that's what I mean. The one thing I will say about the <laughs> Bengals though, is the lack of experience and they're a very young team. And that's so a very good that's point. Thing that needs to be considered too, because um, they don't have that playoff experience. Um, that's huge. And so they haven't been in this spot before and they're a, a very, there's a very, very young roster over there. And so I think that's a definitely a thing that we need to consider in all of this as well. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm picking the Bengals still, I think in a close game though, I, I, I think it's going to end up being one of those games that comes down to the wire. If, and I think that we could see some, um, of like maybe at the beginning of the game, um, maybe the Bengals come out a little bit nervous because they're not used to that kind of pressure. And so I think that needs to be taken into consideration too. But at the end of the day, I think the Bengals are the better team. 
That's a good point you brought up about the playoff uh, inexperience and stuff. And the Bengals are notorious playoff chokers, so they need they have a hurdle to get over still. Even though it's <laughs> a new group of guys, the franchise is still the same, and they haven't won a playoff game since 91. And we see them choking these playoff games all the time. I mean, Joe Burrow is way better than Andy Dahl, and no one needs to get that confused. This is the best Bengals team that, that's been on the field probably since uh, Carson Palmer was playing with Chad Ochocinco and TJ Hushmanzada going all the way back then. That was TJ Hushmanzada. That was a fun Bengals <laughs> team to watch. But um, I'm going to start this off a little funky. I'll say the Raiders get the upset somehow. Okay. Okay. I like that. I think no. I think it'll be close either way. I, I think it's going to be regardless of who wins. I think it could be a shootout, like a, a more of an offensive battle. Because, like Julian said, I don't really trust either of the defenses no. um, a whole lot. But I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but it should be interesting to see how this one plays out because I think that's one of the most evenly matched ones that we have. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to have that one kicking off the whole weekend. No pun intended on that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so then we now we move on to game number two, which for Bobby and I is going to be a very, very stressful Saturday night. That whole thing ends in stressful is an understatement. Um, Patriots bills. Um, you know, this, this is, so this is where people disagreed with me a little because um, I said I wanted the Bengals um, in the first round. So I said, oh, I want the Chargers to win or I want the game to end in a tie so that the Patriots can get the Bengals. Some no. people did disagree with me on Twitter and said, no, I, ra- I rather would have the Bills because they're a familiar team and we know them and we've seen them a couple times already. Uh. But I said, you know, I could definitely see that because Bill obviously knows the Bills and – um. <laughs> <laughs> that's just realized how weird that's what Bill knows the best. Oh, it wow. does. It that's, does. A, that's a good play on words. <laughs> yeah, he does, though. So, I mean, they're a familiar team. So, yes, I do get that. They already won in Buffalo this year, which I'm hoping will give Max some confidence, knowing he already won in Buffalo with even worse conditions than they're going to have this weekend. Um, so I'm hoping that that gives them a little confidence there. But I, So I, I do get that argument of, you know, we know the Bills better, so I'd prefer them. But I kind of w- still would have preferred the Bengals for all the reasons you listed before, Bobby. I think that the Patriots, I liked the matchup better against Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, it's going to be, again, the defense, what we saw in the last game against the Bills, there's going to be need to be some serious adjustments from that um, in the on the defensive side of the ball. And to me, I'm looking at it as the turnovers – and all the penalties and that type of stuff that the Patriots continue to do to beat themselves that are very preventable mistakes. Cause you look at the difference when they make those mistakes and when they don't, it's a much, much better Patriots team that can be a lot tougher to beat if they're healthy and they're not making those little mistakes. And so I think if they're cutting out those little mistakes, then um, they have a much better chance of winning the game. Yeah. um, In terms of that, in terms of that, I'm going to go with, um, the Patriots are, and sorry about that, guys. My, okay. Just don't answer it then. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Oh, my God. Um, in terms of the Patriots, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Can you hold on one second? I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, hold on. No, hold so, on. I'll be um, right back. No, so what I was saying was, like, I mean, that's basically, like, my main thoughts on it. I think that, you know, I think when it comes to the Bills – they know the Patriots as much as the Patriots know the Bills. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a very intense game. I think it, it's I, – I really think it's going to be a close game, more so like the first matchup they had against each other as opposed to the second matchup against each other, which was like a blowout in favor of the Bills. I don't think it's going to be like that again. 
I think you made a lot of good points. Like you're getting the third matchup, just like Cardinals Rams. You're going to have a lot of familiarity. I think offenses might be slower than people expect. I can see a bloodbath kind of not as crazy as the first game where Mac Jones only throws three passes, but um, <laughs> I could see something like in the low twenties or like maybe a 2017 potentially just because these teams know each other inside and out. But now like there's no tricks. I know Bill's greatest scheming is any quarterback basically. And he's done well against Josh Allen for the most part, but um, they, each team knows each other well. Here's the thing I'll say. You guys have two big advantages here. You have a better coach, obviously, because I don't trust McDermott as much. He really didn't – he did some questionable things the first time you guys played. Yeah. And um, you guys have a better defense, too, maybe. So, um, I think it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, they have the better quarterback. So, it's going to be – I think it's going to be like a three-point game. I agree with you on coaching for sure, because everybody needs to take into consideration that Belichick is Belichick. And I it's hard to really count out a coach like that in the postseason. And like Bobby, um, I what I was just saying to Julian was I definitely think that this game is going to be a lot more like the first game we saw between the Patriots and Bills as yeah. opposed to the second one that was a blowout in the Bills' favor. I really think it's going to be more of a close game like we saw in the first matchup. Yeah. First, I, I'm sorry about that, guys. Literally some crazy person just knocked on my door and everything. So I had to take care of that. And uh, oh, no. okay. so, yeah, sorry. I, I, I truly apologize for that. Uh, no, it's okay. So uh, in terms of what I was going to say was with the, this matchup, here's an interesting stat for you guys. The pa- Josh Allen against the Patriots in Orchard Park is one and four. He's not very good. In Orchard Park against the Patriots, which is pretty uh, interesting, I might add. Here's the thing with this. The first matchup, the Patriots ran the ball 46 times. They knew, the Bills knew what was coming every time and, and still could not stop Damien Harris and Ramondre. First off, to me, I love Ramondre. I think this Ramondre Stevenson is a stud. He reminds me so much of a quicker and more agile LeGarrette Blunt. And Damian Harris, to me, is somebody who, when healthy and you get him going, there you will not stop him. That's I, I love this uh, stable of backs we have. Um, in terms of this game with the weather, I do think that you're going to see a lot of running the ball. The Bills' rushing attack is not is basically non-existent, but the past few weeks it has um, come alive. And the thing is with this game, Gabby, I agree with you. Um, it's going to be like the first game. I think Bill Belichick personally. Not only is he angry, you if you play, if you get a chance at a team and you lost them the last time for a third time, I think Bill Belichick, I'm taking my money for Bill Belichick. He's got a plan. The one problem is with this is the Patriots did place Jalen Mills on the COVID list today, so that's a problem. And you don't want your second corner your second corner being out with COVID against this Buffalo Bills team. Because then it's gonna be a problem. But I do believe he will. I don't think he has a lot of symptoms from um, somebody I know who writes for the Patriots. He said he's asymptomatic as of now, so that's good. So he can be back. So I'm hoping for that. Patriots did sign um, Craven LeBlanc, who was with the Patriots in 2016 in the post in the preseason. He was pretty good and really did well with the Eagles and the Bears in his time in the NFL. And 
Listen, the Patriots are getting Dante Hightower back this week. We're getting Kyle Duggar, who I might add when he's not in the defensive lineup, we're a different team on defense. And in this game, we need Matt Judon, who has had a great season, 12 and a half sacks, has been an absolute stud. He needs to take over this game. This pass rush needs to come to life. And I don't want to see... Josh Allen rolling out of that pocket, throwing across his body when you're not supposed to do that, and completing passes for 20 yards. No, that last game so made true. me so angry seeing so that because that is that we've seen guys like Brett Favre do that, and he gets picked off every time. So it's to me with this game, it's going to come down to not turning the ball over, running the ball against this against this defensive line of the Bills, which has come to life as of weeks, but I think we could take uh, advantage of it. And keeping Josh Allen in the pocket, which is easier said than done. But I'm going to tell you this. I never bet against my team. And Gabby, I know you don't either. We're always going to ride with the Patriots, of course. I'm going to tell you this. Nobody's given the Patriots a chance except Patriots fans. Nope, nobody. That's fine. That's fine. We like it that way because, and I'll tell you why, this is a game that I just think everybody's – you know, uh, oh, Mac, I'm top, Mac Jones hit this rookie wall. Yeah, he's had a bad two weeks. We get it. We get it. Uh, I think, honestly, this just gives me a 2001 Patriots vibe where uh, Tom, where Brady was rookie and everybody, where we had a great rushing attack, a good defense. It just gives me this type of vibe where I'm not calling by any means. I'm not calling Mac Jones, Tom Brady. You will never hear me say that. I don't want him to be the next Tom. That's, I mean, I wish he could be something like that, but we know he won't. But I'm just saying it just gives this Patriots team gives me a 2001 team vibe. And I think that they can really uh, catch the bills napping, especially in Orchard Park. You know, yeah, and it's um, – Julian, I want to get your your thoughts on who you think is going to win in a second too. But, yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good point about the coaching. Like, we just talked about that too before. I mean, Julian brought that up also that Bill Belichick, I mean, it's just tough to, you know, bet against him in a game of, of this caliber. And I, and I do think they're going to go out there, and we know they're going to have made plenty of adjustments from that second game against Buffalo. I do not think things are going to be that scrappy. And I think people are, like you said – counting the Patriots out. But if you think about it at the beginning of the season, nobody had the Patriots as a playoff team either. Um, And so it's just been a similar pattern all season where people just kind of counted out the Patriots because of, you know, understandable reasons. Like we didn't know how the season was going to go. Any of us really. Um, But, you know, I think that they know that and everybody's riding that bills train. And I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, what scores do you guys got? I'll go after. I want to hear your scores, and I'll I'll, I'll give them Gabby. Gabby, you go first. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say um, 27, 24 Patriots. Okay. I'm a, I'm actually good. I'm gonna say 27, 23 Patriots, and I'm, I always do this in our <laughs> podcasts. I always do this, and Julian knows this. I give scenarios, and sometimes they actually come. Yeah, True. he predicts things sometimes. It actually happens. Like, I'll still one story quite to get to his side on the one time, but this one literally freaks me out. You know where I'm going with this. So, one oh, time okay. me and Bob, we were out with the bat in the parking lot somewhere, and he's like, Jimmy Graham's <laughs> going to have zero catches or zero yards tomorrow against the Patriots. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're full of it. And then Jimmy Graham gets hurt. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. That's crazy. I said he was going to get hurt, too. 
crazy. And then he literally, we're watching the game, and I said, literally, Jimmy Graham's going to be, and that's when he was on the Saints, and he was, like, yeah, amazing. This is when he was, like, the, he was, like, a big Z on all that. And I said, he's going to be held to, Z, he's going to be targeted a lot of times, and he's going to have no <laughs> catches, no yards, and he's going to lead the game with an injury. Julian goes, "You, I think the, the term he said is, you need to get drug tested. And I'm just like, I'm just like, you watch it, it happens, and he goes, what the hell did you, he's like, what, this isn't real, like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I saw the future, and he's like, stop it, come on. Yeah, that is so still, bizarre. I'm still, I'm still baffled by that to this day, and there, that's only, like, one of them. There's been other ones, too, but that's the one that always stands out to me. Yeah. But I will so say this, with that score, I will say uh, one adjustment they need to make is Stefan Diggs needs to get double covered. I don't want to see him single covered, even if it is J.C. Jackson. And I'm going to say this, uh, J.C. Jackson's going to, uh, and the last drive when the Bills are trying to win the game, he's going to be the one to uh, end it on an interception. I just feel it. Wow. I just get, Yeah, you think when the Patriots been, are up 27-23 and the Bills are driving for a game-winning touchdown. He's going to he's going to get a he's going to get a huge interception especially since this, so you know. since he yeah, you hear it here if this happens then I'm foreshadowing this now. JC Jackson gets the game-winning interception and he's had a lot of demons against the Bills and Stefan Diggs and this time when it matters the most he get he overcomes that. Especially yeah. after dropping that interception in that last game against Yeah, all oh, that all oh, that could that definitely oh. changed the entire vibe of that game too. Because had yep. he caught that, that That's game could six. have turned out differently. But I think that was the turning point in that game too. And I think he knows that. And especially after that. That's another thing I'm thinking of too with him. I'm just kind of pinpointing back to that. No, yeah. that's a good point. The, that's my matchup to watch, actually. I'm happy you guys brought it up. It's all about Diggs and J.C. Jackson because Diggs has had a lot of great work against him. The snow game's almost like you got to throw that one out because they that was just like a weird Yeah, game. yeah. So I, I almost don't even use that game to evaluate anything except for the fact that McDermott got out coached badly, like I said before. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and I admit it, too. Me and my dad were watching. like, wow, this guy's really messing up here. But anyway, so I think Diggs, is, uh, he's the kryptonite, so – Bill's going to try to double-team him, obviously. That's going to be mm -hmm. his first idea. But if you guys don't have Mills, that's going to be brutal because I don't know how everyone's going to match up. But yeah. I think Diggs is going to have his day. He always plays well against New England. I can see him getting a touchdown. I think it's really low scoring. I'm going to say, like, 21-20. But Buffalo has so much on the line. They have a lot more to lose here because they're the favorites. They're the ones that made the AFC Championship game. Brian Dable's taking interviews with Bobby Tweed with the Dolphins and Bears, I believe. And he's pro this might be the time they finally lose him. So this could be their last chance. And, and Leslie Frazier, I might add, their defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So that's two coordinators that are, I'm just going to say, one or at least one of them are going to be leaving for a head coaching job, definitely. Yeah, no, I feel like that's true. Maybe both of them. But I think Buffalo gets it done. I think Allen does just enough. Uh, it's not going to be the prettiest game. But, I, you know, I got to ride the bills. I can't let the Patriots Yeah, you would never. Sleep. You would never. So, oh, no. Um, <laughs> if I ever heard him say he's cheering for the Patriots, I would be like, I'd be like, are you okay? I would have to ask him if he's okay. Yeah, right. But like I said before, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be like so thrilled the Buffalo won. I'll just be like, all right, we're done with this. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, Buffalo got this job. It's like, more yeah. like the lesser of two evils yeah. for you, Linda, that it's like, oh, you're not like yay Buffalo, but it's more yeah. like, oh, like at least the Patriots didn't win. It was like right. Red Sox Astros almost in the ALCS. That was almost oh, just as bad. Like yeah, I was I like, would, oh. I was like, I, I guess know. Astros as long as they lose the World Series, but like, oh, I feel dirty, Trinity Astros, like what a mess. But people were conflicted. I know Yankees fans are rooting for the Red. 
Red Sox. Yeah, and I know too. I'm like, how do you guys do that? It was a crazy I would never, situation. But... I would never, ever, ever, I would never root for the Yankees like over the Astros. <laughs> no, I never, I, I never could do it. Um, so, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think you brought up a really good point too. There's a lot more pressure on Buffalo in this game because they were the favorites. Like they're the ones that are expected to be here. The Patriots are not really expected to be here. The Bills no. were expected to win the division and barely won the division, um, you know, and so there's a lot more riding on the Bills right now because if they lose, it looks a lot worse on them than if the Patriots lose. 100%. Um, Bills Mafia so. is going to be crazy. I want to see how that crowd factors in. is going to be How many insane tables they're breaking pregame and stuff. This gives me a Chiefs-Patriots uh, AFC Championship game, 2018 game vibe, and in, in that sort of way. Um, oh wow, that'd be crazy too. With the crowd factor, because if you remember that game, the Patriots literally the first drive went down and scored a touchdown, and yeah, you could oh, hear yeah. a pin drop. And yep. listen, with the I'm sorry, what were you gonna say, Gabby? No, no, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just gonna say, yeah, you could just literally feel the intensity of That's it. A good oh yeah, analogy. And. And the thing is, too, is uh, if somehow the the Patriots go down and score, if they, I could guarantee you this: if the Patriots are going to win the coin toss, they're going to get the ball because they're going to want to start off hot. That's what I, they're going to want to get off to a good start. On the road, so, is so key. and I will tell you this: if they drive down the field and Matt, and you know what, everybody's saying Mac hit this rookie wall. Like I said earlier, I want every, him to just shut everybody up. I just, I'm just telling you, Mac is the type of guy who, yeah, he'll make a mistake and then he's going to come back out and then the next drive, he's going to, he's going to, excuse my language, beat your ass. That's what he does. He's done it all year. Look at the Colts game. We were down there. He struggled in the first half. Second half, he leads us back. Same thing with the uh, Dolphins game. He doesn't play that well. We're not coming back. It's just, I love the resiliency in this kid. I really do. He, I, I, Gabby, I don't know how you feel. I, I'm happy with him as our quarterback for the future. I am too. And of course, now you have the people who are like, oh, Max sucks. Like, he's oh, not guy. Oh, but it's yeah, like, because oh of a two week span, now we have these oh, right? Patriots fans on Twitter who are, are uh, talking about that. But no, I do too. I think he's perfect for the Patriots system. I think his work ethic and his attitude fit in here. And the yeah. way he looks at the game of football, I think, is just such a Patriots type of mentality that I think he kind of is just meant to be here. And I do not think he would be putting up the kinds of rookie numbers he's putting up now if he was in any other system. 100%. 100 percent spot so right. on. As an outsider for Mac Jones, I joke with Bobby say he's not that good sometimes, but I do realistically <laughs> admit that he was the best rookie quarterback, obviously, this yeah. year facing what we saw. Um the Patriots is a perfect fit. Gabby's point, he wouldn't be doing this with the Jets. Well, let's be realistic here. Things do not look nearly as clean. If you guys said Zach Wilson, I do wonder how that would look. I think you guys, I feel like he'd be better too, but who knows? I'm sure it'd be interesting. But um no, Mac Jones is solid, but I'm not going to trust him over Josh Allen. Allen's obviously better to this point. Understandably and, um, so. If I need someone yeah. to make a big throw, I'm going to go with Josh Allen because we've seen him. He can he can rip it. But he can also make the crucial pick, so they got to watch for that. The Bills, the <laughs> yeah. oh, can yes, he can. They definitely can. And uh, the same thing for Mac. He, picked, he got picked twice against the Bills last time. So I think there's going to be some turnovers here. I think that's going to be a big factor as well. 
Yeah, I definitely like all of that. I think you guys are both spot on. I think it's going to be a close game regardless of what happens. I think it probably will be low scoring. Um, I do think, too, you know, I think the Patriots defense is going to be able to hold the Bills um, for the most mm -hmm. part. And I think the Patriots offense might come out a little slow at first, maybe, or hopefully not. But if they do, like, I could just see I could just see it being low scoring for the sole sake of, yeah. like, you know, the Bills defense can be pretty tough as well. So I, I do think it'll be a low scoring game for multiple factors, but I think it's going to be close. But I obviously have to pick the Patriots to, uh, you know, win it. And I do think they will. I think that they are on a mission this time. And, um, you know, I think that they'll, uh, they already won in Buffalo this year. So hopefully that gives them some confidence going into this game. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, and then the next one is appropriate for this segue into this game because the next game on Sunday at one is Eagles Bucks. Um, and so um, the Eagles are one I'm of those teams that. I'm really, I'm so sorry, but like they are not a team I would have ever at the beginning of the season said was going to go to the playoffs. We said the same. I did not say they were going to be even close to going to the playoffs this year. Like this is a team that definitely surprised everybody this year, especially in the second half of the season. Look at their head coach. They didn't even know when they hired Nick Sirianni. Who the who the heck is Nick Sirianni for crying out loud? When he got hired, I'm like, who is this guy? Did you find him on the street or something? Or <laughs> oh I'm, just, I'm just I'm just going to tell you what he's done with this team is is unbelievable. Um, listen, I think this Eagles team is very inconsistent. I like um, I really like Miles Sanders. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is very very good. Uh, they got rid of Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard is their guy. If he stays healthy, he can make a lot of plays. Oh, he's a beast. Oh, yeah, he's very good. Um, we so never lucky. thought this Eagles team – I thought this Eagles team was going to be either last in the division or third. So here's the thing with this. The Bucks right now, everything they've went through – and I'm trying to go to this game too on Sunday to try to get cover. I, uh, so as a matter of fact, I got to put in my credentials request. I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, I'll try it. Um, yeah, I hope so. But for this game, I could tell you this. Um, and my sister-in-law is going to be down here, and she's an Eagles fan, so I'm going for the Bucks on this one. I don't want the Eagles to win. But uh, I will I will tell you this. Um, this Bucks team, they don't have Godwin. Antonio Brown's on a different planet right now. Um, so many injuries. Gronk is fine. They're getting Leonard Fournette back. Today they placed um, Richard Sherman on IR. He's not going to play. Um, not surprised. He, he, it just wasn't his year. But they're getting healthier. I'm just going to tell you this. This game, I think the Eagles could stick in it, especially if they um, their defense plays well. And you saw that there's a game plan. You want to beat Brady, all you got to do is uh, pressure him. But Gabby... You know our uh, where our hearts lie with Tom. You know, we, we always – We know all too well. Like, he, you cannot. First, first of all, if you haven't watched, by the way, his uh, documentary, Man in the Arena, the last – if you didn't watch the last episode today, Gabby, and you watch it, he gave – he literally gave a uh, heartfelt goodbye to Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, and I actually almost was like it, – it upset me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is – Yeah, you definitely have to watch it. And after you do, trust me, you'll – text me and be like, wow, you were right. It was Jules. It's great. That documentary. But anyway, this, um, I'm just going to tell you this. I think the Bucks are going to annihilate the Eagles and it's going to be bad. Uh, me and Julian joke about this all the time. You're going to have to call the FBI because there's going to be a massacre at our Raymond James stadium, which is 25 <laughs> minutes from my apartment right now. So, um, I will tell you this in terms of this game. Um, no matter who's in at wide receiver, 
Tom Brady's going to get the job done. We've seen it this year. Yeah. Um, the Eagles set, defense has played very well. And, you know, Darius Slay is a very good corner. He's going to cover Mike Evans. And, you know, he might limit him for a quarter or so. And then Mike Evans is just going to do what he does. Um, but I think that in terms of this game, I give credit where credit's due. I think Jalen Hurts has been inconsistent, but he's played well. I mean, he's brought this team to become a uh, – and the help of uh, – Gardner Minshew, by the way, uh, Minshew Magic. Spot, by the way, somewhere. Yes, I agree. But mm-hmm. I will tell you this: in terms of this team, if somehow they're able to keep it close, I'll be shocked. But what Nick Sirianni's done in his first season uh, is remarkable, and he's really done a good job. Because I could tell you this, and I don't know if you guys know this: the Eagles' locker room was not sold on him before the season started, and they even yeah. complained to ownership about him. <laughs> oh, wow. So look at how tides are turned, and you've made them a playoff team. So uh, the hat, my hat's off to Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, but I'm sorry. Unless Tom Brady, you know, gets kidnapped by aliens <laughs> and you got you got to have Blaine Gabbert play, <laughs> there's no chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is pretty funny. I have a fun question for you guys too. And then Bobby, is Jack Barrett and uh, JPP are supposed yes. to return? Yes, right? so they're going to play. Yes, the for the Eagles, uh, eight and a half to lie. I want they might be able to go over that. But um, my question is, do you guys root for Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl again, even though he just did it last year? Do you guys want to see something different in the NFC? What do you think, Gabby? I mean, I always will root for him because, like, I mean, he's my guy. You know what I mean? So it's hard not to. I mean, until he gets eliminated, I probably will root for him, you know, because, I mean, there's no team in the other team in the NFC that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I really would love to see that team in the Super Bowl, except maybe the Cardinals because I think that'd be pretty cool. But, like, other than that, it's, like, not really. So I I definitely would root for him unless until slash if he gets eliminated. I, I'm gonna. I feel the same way, but the only way I'm not cheering for Tom in the Super Bowl is if he's playing the Patriots. Of which, course, by the yeah. way, I don't know if any of you know this. Everybody wants to see a Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. Not That's me. what everybody. <laughs> and if somehow that happens, <laughs> somehow in a maybe the multiverse, this happens in the Spider Verse, the multiverse. Talking about all that, that happens. Um, that. I will cheer for Tom no matter what. I, I'm I'm happy for his success. Yeah, yeah. In the Super Bowl, Jules, you were here with me last year during the Super Bowl, seeing Tom win. I'm just like, yay, oh yeah, like that because yeah. you know him winning a Super Bowl without this without this great logo. Well, right there, that great logo right here. It just doesn't feel right. But I'm always gonna cheer for Tom. And when it's all said and done, which if he wins the Super Bowl this year and he doesn't retire, I don't know why he's still doing it. But uh, and I, I just want and Gabby could agree with me when he retires. I just want him to come home. Just oh, come that's, home. That's gonna happen. You don't have to worry about that. He's not gonna retire as a buck. You already know. <laughs> no, it's of bad, course not. Like, no. Um, yeah, I really do. He's so he's like forty four now. I don't, I don't understand. He and he's might be the MVP like him and Aaron Rodgers, the craziest. <laughs> he's so good still. I don't know how he defies <laughs> age and everything. And like, if he wins it all again, like I don't understand why he would continue either at this point. Like he's already. <laughs> Has the most Super Bowls for more than any franchise. He has seven and all that. So, like, um, I don't want to see him in the crazy. Super Bowl again. Last year, I actually rooted for him because I picked the Bucs to make, win it. So, like, I was there. Oh, so that's why. oh yeah. Yeah, so you did. Was, that's I, right. Yeah, it was a weird situation for me. But this Who year, I don't want that. Who would you root for, though, if it was Bucs Patriots? 
Like, I oh, cheered for the. I would do Bucks. I did. Again. Oh my I god! It broke my. It broke my heart to do this, but I cheered for the Chiefs. I was like, oh, I because I didn't want now? Tom. I didn't want Tom to win another Super Bowl without the Patriots, and then I was happy for him. <laughs> I and I had a pay, and I have a Buccaneers Patriots. Uh, I'm Buccaneers Brady T-shirt. I'm not buying the jersey, but uh, it's yeah, it was a bad situation. And then of course, you know, the Buccaneers and just didn't show up that game. Yeah, but it, I'll just say this: if the Patriots lose to the Bills, I want the Buccaneers to win it all. Yeah, that's fair. I, I kind of figured you guys would fall on that. I just thought it was a fun question to ask because I know how close he is. Obviously, you guys still uh, he's doing the crazy things that just defy everything like I've been saying. Uh, but so I'll go quick with Bucks. I mean, yeah, they should win like thirty to twenty or something like that. I think <laughs> like it I'm might be, it might not be too much of a blowout because the Eagles can play that ball control run it a little bit. The Bucks' run defense has suffered the last few weeks, so. If the Eagles can play that, like slow it down, like get a few early scores, maybe they can hang for a little bit. But we know Brady's going to stretch it out and rip the secondary up later in the second half probably. Uh, Evans is healthy, which was a big issue because he looked hurt in the last game. That would have been a problem. Gronk's going to do Gronk things in the postseason. And um, Fournette back is huge because he's been so good for the Bucs. No one even realizes it. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think I'm on the same page as you guys. I just think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to the fact that the Bucks are just a better team, a more experienced team. And at the end of the day, I mean, they literally just won the Super Bowl last year. And this Eagles team is just, you know, brand new, like new head coach, like a lot of new players, like Jalen Hurts has obviously never been in this situation. So I just think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to the Bucks are just going to show that they're the better team. And I don't think it's going to be close either. No, yeah, it's, it's not. I, that like, might be like, I, 